You're listening to the Brand Interrupted Podcast, a show for the creative entrepreneur, the radiant leaders, and the rebels at heart. If you're ready to get radically visible, use your voice, and take up space, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Brittany Hammond, filmmaker, story mentor, and serial entrepreneur. Brand Interrupted means liberating yourself from the conditioning and discerning the many contradictory voices of society, family, friends, media, coaches, gurus, anyone or thing that has fit you into a box of check marks and labels, and instead coming back home to yourself. In this podcast, we are all about appointing yourself as the authority and leader of your life. Embrace yourself unconditionally, strip down to your white hot truth, cultivate self-trust and awaken your confidence within so that you can be your true expression in the world, in your life, your relationships, and your business. Ready for some real, raw, and unfiltered conversations? I'll see you on the other side. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Brand Interrupted Podcast. This is episode 22, and today, this topic is a little bit more, how shall I word this? It's a little bit more dark, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Crystal is going to be talking to us all about the, the myths and the truths of anxiety, and raise your hand if you've ever experienced anxiety. We're going to be talking about the differences of how anxiety manifests, whether it's stemming from trauma or whether it's just day-to-day life anxiety. And really, if you have ever had suicidal thoughts or just felt tired of struggling in life, tired of fighting in life and really trying to overcome all of your demons... Crystal is going to talk to us about how to actually tap into your superpowers. And there is a really, really powerful two-minute meditation that she takes me through about halfway through the episode. And if you stick around to the end, it's it was just so... I mean, you'll hear my reaction in it. I was, I was speechless, so really excited. I also wanted to invite you to the Facebook sanctuary where we are going to be cultivating conscious conversations around these topics with all of the guests. The Facebook group is called My Next Level Self with Brittany Hammond. You can also find it in the show notes. And we want to hear from you. We want to know what are you learning? What are you taking away? What questions do you have? Reach out to us on social media. We really wanted to make this season of the podcast interactive and not just a passive experience. So with that being said, let's dive in. Crystal Chong is a personal development author and CEO and founder of Anxiety Schminxiety, a company which provides natural and empowering solutions for anxiety. She is on a mission to change the public narrative on mental illness, one that is debilitating and depressing to one that is actually uplifting and inspiring. Anxiety Schminxiety is set to revolutionize the way anxiety is being treated and to provide solutions that address the root cause. And y'all know me, I am all about a holistic approach to anything in life and really getting to that root cause. So let's dive in. 
Hello guys, welcome back to the Brand Interrupted Show. It is Friday, October 25th here, a gloomy day in Paris. <laughs> really excited to bring to you our guest today, Crystal. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> All right, let's just like dive straight into it. So Crystal, what is the magic you bring into the world? <laughs> I love this question. <laughs> I love that. It's really right straight into it. I think that the um, the magic I bring is I'm very passionate about people living their most fulfilling life. That's like what I live for. Um, but because I've had a journey with anxiety um, where, you know, my mind was really the thing that was preventing me from doing that. And I found ways of um, overcoming that um, to the point where I feel like I've stepped into a life that I love, that I feel empowered in and that I feel I can create from. Like my passion is to share those tools that I found with other people who also suffer from anxiety because it sucks when you are the thing that's holding yourself back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's it. If like, I'm, I'm actually curious about this for myself, but I think for the listeners, just to kind of like, and maybe Crystal, you've seen this just in with the people you work, but um, is there like a, how would you define anxiety? Is there, is it, oh, is it leading back to some type of like trauma in earlier life or can it be something that's just developed or like, like where does it come from? Yeah. So, you know, this is a good question that people, people ask us a lot. They're like, well, how do you know if you have anxiety or if it's just normal kind of like fair about stuff, right? Yeah. And the simple answer is, if you feel like it is preventing you from living a life that you want to live, then it's a problem. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. And I think the thing for people is, um, you can get by without dealing with it, right? Um, it's not ideal, but because you can get by, sometimes people don't deal with it. And when you don't deal with it, it gets worse because the things that are causing that anxiety continue to build um, and create more of that. So it's really like something that, you know, if you feel like, if, if you're thinking, I think that I, I have a little anxiety and I kind of want to deal with it, like the answer is probably yes. You want to just like look into it. You don't have to do anything like intense, but it's good to understand what's causing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And like, like you brought up, it can come from different things for different people. Sometimes it comes up from an experience. Um, a lot of times it comes up from um, a combination of things. It could be an experience. It could be different like lifestyle factors. I don't know if you know, but the World Health Organization um, has classified anxiety as a disease of modernization. Um, and that's mainly, yeah, it's mainly because like we're living in a way that we were never evolutionarily designed to live. And so that's causing a biological effect in us that's um, creating anxiety. Yeah. Um, and then there's a lot of other things, you know, there's like, in my program, I have the anti-anxiety diet, the anti-anxiety emergency toolkit. So there's different factors um, that all come back to um, three main things, which is hormones, regulating your hormones. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like having a lifestyle that is ideal for um, preventing anxiety from coming up. And then mind management, because um, no matter who you are, like, and no matter like your level of hormones, your mind can create anxiety when it isn't necessarily something that needs to be there. 
Yeah. Yeah. This is really um, fascinating because I've been able to distinguish for myself the, the anxiety that comes up just from like always being on the computer, mm-hmm. like working with clients or editing films. Like I'm always staring at a screen mm-hmm. and then you have that re- Actually, this freaked me out. I looked at my, I have an iPhone and it shows you how many times you pick up your phone in a day. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, I found this out last week and I was like, oh my goodness. It was like 72 times, I think. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. <laughs> and I clicked on social media in one day. I was like, what? Um, and I noticed that type of anxiety where like when I become aware of it, mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, great. I know how to remedy it. And then I have other types of anxiety. I'm curious if, um, if you have any insight on this, especially to share, cause I work with a lot of, um, people that are healing kind of visibility wounds and healing trauma so that they can show up as themselves. So anxiety really can be one of those things that, um, just kind of like weighs you down. So, um, the type of anxiety where it almost turns into like a, an incessant like phobia, like where you're always constantly, um, replaying something. Yeah. And, if you, if like for me personally, like I can link it back because I had, it's interesting because when I was younger, like, I, I don't know. I think that our healthcare system and like just, um, consciousness has really evolved. But when I was growing up, like I knew I had anxiety, even though I didn't know that that was the word, but I knew there was something like wrong with the way I was thinking because I was always thinking like something bad is going to happen. And I was really afraid, um, to sleep at night, I had like just huge anxiety and it would, it would snowball into this thing. And like my parents would kind of shrug it off. And like, um, the therapist kind of like, like shrugged it off. I was never actually like medicated for it. I think they diagnosed me with, um, AD, but even then I like refused to take it. Um, and then it kind of like perpetuated in my life, but I knew that that came from like a certain trauma and a certain like thought pattern. Mm-hmm. So what's your kind of, what's your kind of take on anxiety when it's, in, when it's rooted from like a traumatic experience for someone? I have, I have so much to say about what you just said. <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> um, okay. So maybe let me start with, with this. So the reason I got into this is because when I was 14, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. And um, doctors said that on a scale of one to 10, I was a nine. And that I need to be medicated for sure, for life. And that with medication and lifestyle changes, the best I could expect to be was uh, seven, right? Um, And so I had um, generalized anxiety disorder and chronic depression. And I went on my own journey to find natural solutions. And medication was a part of that journey. Um, But the natural solutions that I've found have been so effective to the point where I've been off medication for over 10 years. And I live in a state of nearly zero anxiety daily, and I haven't had a single major depression in over 10 years. So wow. clearly there's something missing from um, the way that it's being treated in wow. like the medical world, which is very disturbing because when you're, I was going to say when you're young, but honestly, when you're anybody, you go to a doctor and you expect that that person has all the information and you just trust what they're telling you. And, um, you know, everything I talk about, I'm not against meds. It was an important part of my journey. I'm grateful that we have that option. Um, and what I share can be used either if you don't want to be on meds or as a complement to meds. But for me, you know, medication didn't solve the 
problem. It really just sort of like made the symptom, sedated me a little bit so that the symptoms weren't as extreme. But people don't want to live like feeling not as shitty as before. People want to live feeling amazing. And that doesn't really happen until you get to the root of what's causing that. And that could be from a traumatic event, like what you brought up. You know what I mean? And this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about the more that you don't treat it. And what you're talking about with a traumatic event is... Um, a side so, effect? Would you pardon say me? side effect, maybe? No. Oh, tr- what like do you mean? anxiety becomes a side effect of the trauma. It's not the actual, like... Um, yeah, totally. Um, so it, this is kind of what happens. So in one of, one of the, in my, in my anxiety program, there's a whole section on mind management made easy, right? And the, it comes from the general concept and the findings in neuroscience that when you have a certain type of thought, right, you pave a neural, that paves a neural pathway. Are you familiar with this um, theory? Yeah. Um, but I'm just going to explain it for anybody else who's listening that might not be. So it paves a particular neural pathway. And then the more that you think that thought is the more that neural pathway becomes like a highway. So it becomes natural to just think like that. So even though you're not like um, actively like having thoughts, thoughts are just happening. You know what I mean? You will naturally have more anxious thoughts the more that you create that neural pathway. So essentially like you're naturally, if if, when a traumatic event happens and it triggers these negative thoughts, it starts that like process, you know? Um, but even if a traumatic event didn't necessarily happen, there's lots of things in life that can happen to people that um, create sort of like negative trains of thinking. Just from like living in society, there's so many expectations, so much judgment, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and the best approach is to really like, uh, uh, even though that sounds like it could be a depressing thing, what's really exciting about that finding is that you can pave a new neural pathway. You can reprogram your brain so that it becomes natural to think more thoughts that are joyful. And it becomes effortless once you're doing that to have less anxious thoughts because you essentially prune those other neural pathways. Yeah. So, so yes, does that answer the question? Yeah. So <laughs> okay. you, were, you were 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, if you go back to your 14-year-old self, like what was kind of going through your mind? Um, Cause I know, I think I was like 10 when they took me into the doctors and they were like, oh, she has ADD. And I had, they gave me medication. I think I actually had to take it like I was required to. And I think I remember I rebelled against it, but, um, I just remember like as a 10 year old being like, what is this label and what is wrong with me? And like, why, like it, it created this whole like identity crisis. So I'm curious for you at 14, like what, how did you react? Like, what did that mean for you? This is such an amazing question because this is actually the thing I'm, this is the thing I, t- I love to talk about the most, right? So it's called, my company's called Anxiety to Anxiety. And it's, this thing is, called, what I'm going to share is called Anxiety to Perspective because this is what I have found throughout the research of, you know, like whether it's been like scientific research, books on the topic, speaking with hundreds and hundreds of people who have had anxiety, who have like conquered their anxiety. This is what I found, you know, like, and, and, and what it is, is if you struggle with anxiety, it's not because there's something wrong with you or there's something wrong with your brain or because you're some substandard human being. Like if you struggle with anxiety, it's actually because you have really amazing, like super awesome, superhuman, like super personality traits. Things like hyper intelligence, you know, like you're really smart. Things like you have this really crazy drive. You're so driven, you know, like you're really passionate. You're super creative. You're extremely empathetic. You can like feel and understand people deeply. Um, you're really intuitive. And these are all things that make you an exceptional 
person that you can do exceptional things with. The thing is that if you're not managing your mind and your body in the way that your mind and your body needs to be managed, sort of like some things we were talking about before, then those personality traits can manifest as a side effect of anxiety. And so the context is that you are not your anxiety. You are not ADD, you are not mentally ill, you are not generalized anxiety disorder, you are not depression. You are these superhuman traits, right? And once you like manage your mind and your body in the way it needs to be, you can step into those traits and step into that person that you know deep down inside you are and that you're meant to be. And that will automatically release a lot of that anxiety. And I wish that when I, and the reason I'm doing this is because I wish when I was 14, that someone had shared that perspective with me because it's been a 20 year journey to rebuild my self-confidence after the way that it was presented to me because it was presented like you're sick, your brain is broken. You're never going to work properly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like my, my big issue with like the way that it's, and that's one of my missions in life is to change the way, change the narrative on like mental illness. Because when you say that to someone, especially at 14, but generally speaking, when an authority figure says that to someone, like that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, Yeah, you know? And that could lead someone to waste their entire life. That could lead someone to like living out a life that was just very like sad and unfulfilling when that did not, not need to be the case for them and that's not what they're here to do you know that's a big problem (laughs) I so resonate with this because it's funny how like all of my work um has really come down to like understanding who you are as a person and I've studied this like because I'm a performer so I've studied it through acting I've studied it through branding like every faucet of like learning who you are I've I've done it like I even did a master's degree. Like I wrote my thesis on this and all that came down to just being like labeled as a child, like really young, even just like the messages I got, which were really negative and then me believing it. And so I've spent yeah. 20, whatever years now trying to figure out who I am, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, obviously, you know, I always say like your greatest struggle is your biggest gift. So I'm okay. curious, like, can you kind of take us through those phases of how you built up your self-confidence like maybe like a five part or a however many phases it kind of went in i've never i've never thought of this before so this is gonna be an interesting process for me <laughs> to go through but i would say it was when i was 14 which i think is when you're a teenager you're you're coming up with your identity and that was crushing um and there was a lot of resistance you know there was for me i have a personality like i'm not i have a like a little bit of a personality where like I don't want to accept things that I don't want to accept. And I was like, I don't want that to be true. But I believe that it was because that's what everybody was saying to me. But I was like, no, if I have, I'm going to find a way for that not to be true. And so I fought it a lot um, by sort of just trying to be good at everything, you know, trying to get a good education, trying to get a good job, um, getting success, like having the right friends, like doing all those things that with that life told you to do to be happy. And then I got to a point when I was 27, when um, I had done all those things, you know, like I was in a really wonderful place in my career. I, I had all those things and I realized I still felt empty and yeah. that made my anxiety, my depression even worse because now I just didn't know what to do from here. What would make me feel fulfilled, you know? Yeah. And it was that moment that I felt my anxiety got really bad and it became it just became really difficult for my body. It was like my mind became a mental torture chamber and I couldn't get away from it. 
And one night I remember I had, and this is a completely pivotal point for me. I had the thought to myself, you know, that the only logical solution to this was if I killed myself, I could escape it. And I remember like that moment that I had that thought, I was like, wow, okay, this has gone way too far. Like, you know, like I need to do something about this, but I also had a sense of desperation because I was like, if I don't really have a desire to live because it's too hard to live, what do I have to lose? You know what I mean? Yeah. And right after that, the, the very next day, the universe conspired to, as it does when you really set an intention. And I ran into this like nomadic yoga Rasta man who came up to me and was like, you seem anxious. Do you want to do a meditation? And like, I talk about this in my book. I was like, usually I would have been like, um, no, like who the hell are you? No, I don't want some boho meditation with some hippie pot smoking Rasta man. But <laughs> because I had literally come face to face with Armageddon the night before, I was like, whatever, man, sure. You want to try something? Let's try it. And that was the start of my journey. And he became my spiritual guide. And to this day, he's one of my very best friends. And he led me in a, on this entire journey towards meaningful work that, um, brought me to where I am now and really allowed me to to release that anxiety and to step into the version of me that I love and that I feel empowered being like having that control over my own mind my own life and my own and my own emotions no matter what is going on yeah it's this is like I feel like this is such a full circle moment because the what you just described like that same thought logic process like I've had the same thoughts before of like because you just feel like you're a prisoner and uh, in your own mind and it's like you like how do you find the freedom how do you find the inner peace so for someone who's listening and um I want to open up this discussion for the listeners because I want this to be kind of an interactive experience so like either reach out to me or Crystal on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you hang out or in my Facebook group, My Next Level Self with Brittany Hammond. And let us know um, if this resonates with you, if you felt similar, because I think that like coming onto the topic of suicide, I think that's, it's, it's a hard topic to talk about. I mean, even like, as you said it, I like got shivers down, down my arms. Like it's, and, and because I recognize that I've had that same thought process. So what would you say to someone like how how can we actually start cultivating that like inner inner peace how how where does that come from okay so before i answer that you know there was something else that you said earlier about your mind being like a prison mm-hmm. and this is why like i have devoted my life to this because what i want people to know is that yes maybe your mind feels like a prison now but it doesn't have to feel less like a prison you know, like that's not the goal, which I think is what happens for a lot of people who just end up only on meds. It, what I want for people through this process, it's not about the anxiety. It's about like allowing you to have a mind that not only doesn't hold you back, but fuels you, motivates you, like a mind that you're using to create a life that you want, a mind that is serving your purpose here, a mind that's like bringing you like so much joy that you just enjoy being in. Like, that's what I want for people. And that's what I want people to know is available for them. Do you know what I mean? And when you're in it, it can feel like that will never be there for you. But I'm telling you as a person who has been through it, it is there. And that's why I feel like it's important for people. Like sometimes like people are, I used to feel like, well, I'm not like a psychiatrist. Like maybe I shouldn't be talking to people. But like, no, like 
people need to hear from someone who understands what they've been through and who understands like the journey of like actually trying the things that people are suggesting that you try and who know what it's like to live in that mind that's just like you know like constantly like <laughs> on fuego <laughs> yeah. um okay and so the other question was um what was the other question sorry before i went off that tangent i think it was what are some ways we can start cultivating inner right How do yeah we... yeah so i always say um well there's a couple things <laughs> but one thing that i always say is and this is the most important thing with anything not just this journey but if you really want something and you really set a powerful intention to find that thing you know like i really want to find a way to love being inside my mind i really want to find a solution to stop holding myself back i really want to find a solution to um healing my anxiety um, the universe will bring stuff into your life. And all you have to do is recognize when that's happening and step up to it. And I think that sometimes, especially people who have anxiety, have that problem of stepping up to it because you're nervous, you're scared, you're shy. You know what I mean? Um, and you have to be brave enough to push past that and just trust when your intuition feels right about something and go with it. So that's the first thing. Um, and if you're listening to this call, I feel like you're already doing that because... Um, you're already interested in the topic and you already like took a step to like hear about, you know, like what we're talking about. So good yeah. for you that you're already looking for the solution and the universe is already bringing and it's already happening. You know what I mean? It can just happen even more from here. Um, the other thing is because it's, a, because I take a comprehensive approach to, um, anxiety because there's no quick fix, right? Yeah. Um, but there is a way to approach it in a way that's not stressful and it's fun, Right. Um, which is the program that I do. It's an eight week program with um, other like-minded people. And the reason that that's very helpful is because you're on a journey with other people at the same time. So um, one, it forces you to keep up because there's a momentum in the group. It's because what happens is a lot of people can sort of like ignore, um, not ignore, but it's, it's uncomfortable to push yourself out of your comfort zone or to try new things or to even explore your own self. And so a lot of times you can sort of just like, put it by the wayside or ignore it or or just avoid it. Yeah. And so it's harder to do that with people. But also when you're, anxiety is a lonely struggle, right? Yeah. And when you go through something alone, like it's very difficult. But when you feel like you're going through with other people, like there's a sense of empowerment from feeling like, you know, I'm not alone in this. Other people are going through this exact same thing too. So that's like one thing I would say um, in terms of the power of group. Um, um, but if I did say, if there was one thing that I like, I just had to say, just put this one thing, I think that meditation, and, and this is something that you've probably heard, um, is so powerful. Um, the problem though, with people who have anxiety is that meditation can be hard because you're sitting in silence in a very active mind. Right. So from, I was 14, people said that to me, you need to meditate, you need to meditate, you need to meditate. And I'd always be like, but I hate meditating. <laughs> wow. And so, and so that's why like over the years I've done a lot of research and found a practice that works for me. And I've developed a thing called meditations for people who hate meditating. And it's specifically for people. Yeah. for with an active mind, um, there's different things that walk you through the meditation that have a physiological effect on you immediately, but also guide your mind in a way that allows you to actually enjoy meditation. And that's been the game changer for me with meditation. 
Yeah. yeah. You know what? Like I used to be that person as well, that when people would say yoga meditation, it's all the things that like, when you're anxious, you're like, I don't care. Like just, you know, chill, you know? Yeah. Um, and I started to actually, so here's the irony of all of this is that once I actually started to meditate, my anxiety started to decrease. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just had to get past that like discomfort of, of getting through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what do like, what type of meditation do you do? I'm curious. Oh, I do um, like guided meditation. I haven't done like, I like the real in silent meditation. I'm not there yet. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I just do like theta healing. I've done like RTT hypnotherapy. Um, and uh, yeah, just like guided meditations, usually around like different themes. Mm-hmm. Um, confidence, self-esteem, uh, night. I do like, cause I have, um, what do you call that? Insomnia. Mm-hmm. I do that. Um, and, uh, I find it's kind of like part of it is that for me, it's been balancing my nervous system. And at the same time, it, it, like you were talking about the neural pathways, um, it's been being aware of being able to identify Am I anxious because I have a thing to do and I'm putting it off because like maybe I have a bill to pay, but like, I'm don't know if there's money in the account or like if it's something that's like on a very conscious level where I'm like, just take care of it. And then I do and the anxiety has gone. Um, or is it something that's like deeper where I have to like do more work on myself and I'm only able to articulate this now because I've suffered with anxiety my whole life. So now I can just identify like where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. That being said, it's still, I still have it in my life, but I just don't let it control me anymore. Right. I mean, did you, did you want to try one of like a, like a meditation for like three minutes, maybe? Oof. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just in terms of like a meditation for people specifically with active minds who hate, it's, I call it meditation for people who hate meditating. Mm. Um, and so what I was saying is, um, you know, it's going to be three minutes, four minutes at the very worst case scenario. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) if you could just commit to giving yourself three minutes of exploring something with an open mind and just committing to it, giving it a real shot, like that would be a nice thing for you to do for yourself. Yeah. So let's do it. Um, Okay. So obviously those driving... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can can we be like sitting up, lying down? You can do anything you want. It's ideal to sit up though. But if you if you're really craving to lay down, then just do that. You know? Yeah. And there's no rules about meditation. The only rule is to just stay in it for the time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you're not doing you cannot do anything wrong. Okay. As long as you stay in it for the three minutes, you've you've done it successfully. Okay. So I'm going to guide your thoughts. So let's get ready. And you could just sit in a comfortable seated position um, or whatever feels good to you right now. And I'm going to invite you to just gently close your eyes and start deepening your breath. Dig deep, deep inhale. Feeling yourself, filling your lungs with air and a big exhale. Releasing anything that you're carrying. Big, big inhale, feeding yourself, your body, everything with oxygen and love. 
big exhale. Just release anything that's in your body that you don't want in there. And then just continue to breathe in this way. Deep inhale. And a big exhale. And I'm just going to guide your thoughts. So just come along this journey with me. And now I'm going to invite you to just see what in your body feels it likes to do, whether you want to roll your head out, you want to shrug your shoulders, maybe you want to stretch, whatever your body feels called to do. Just give it that right now. And now I'm going to invite you to take your attention to your face. Relax your eyelids, keeping the breath deep in and out. Relax the muscles around your cheeks, around your mouth. Let your tongue fall to the bottom of your mouth. Breathing in, breathing out. Allow your shoulders to just fall to the side. Allow your body to just sway in any motion that feels good. Keeping the breath deep, feeding yourself with oxygen and love. Big out breath, cleaning your body from anything that you don't want inside. And any time your mind starts to wander, as it will, because that is the nature of the mind, just don't judge yourself. Don't get wrapped up in what you're thinking. Don't think about it at all. Just bring your attention back to the breath. In. And out. And now I would love for you to picture a golden ball of sunlight over your head. Watch it glowing and turning in an ethereal, magical sort of way. And feel the warmth from that ball. It's not hot, it's just very comforting. And see that light going into the top of your head and illuminating your skin at the top of your head with this golden glow. Watch that going down over your face. Feel the skin on your face. Feel the air on the skin on your face. And feel that light just becoming one with it and creating a luminous glow all around your face. And then just watch that light going down, coating your neck, your shoulders. Feel it going through your hands. Feeling it in your fingertips. Maybe it's tingling. Maybe you can feel the space around your fingers. And just watch as that light coats your organs gently, nourishing nourishing them with that healing, beautiful, golden sensation. And watch as it goes through your legs, kissing all your muscles with love, giving it a warm embrace. 
and down into your toes. Maybe you want to wiggle your toes and smile, feeling that golden light all throughout your body. And then now I invite you to take a step outside your body and take a look at you sitting there covered in this beautiful golden yellow light. What is one thing you want to tell yourself in this moment? Just let the message come to you, whatever comes first. And I would love for you to just receive that loving message from yourself. And then when you're ready, I'm gonna invite you to gently roll your neck out. And when you're ready, just open your eyes. Reading the very first thing that you see with love. That's you, Rippy. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was so powerful. Like I was not expecting the moment when you said like, look at yourself and what's the one thing you need to hear. Mm -hmm. And um, I just think like, especially for my listeners and the type of work I do, like I really teach people how to come home to themselves and trust themselves. So um, for those of you listening, like if you didn't have a chance to do this, in the moment because you're maybe multitasking while you're listening like please go back and redo this because that's such a powerful um yeah just powerful moment <laughs> do you want to share the message that you had for yourself yeah i had yeah, a, i'm just curious if you want to a two part mm -hmm. so the part of it was like to just calm down mm -hmm. um Oh my God. And then there was a second one that came in behind that. And now it just went out of my head. Why did that happen? <laughs> it's okay. You received it when you needed to. Yeah. Oh, stop being so hard on yourself. That's what it was. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, that's a good so. one. And you know what? Sometimes these things, like when you're saying it, it sounds like stuff that you know. But when you have the experience, when you see yourself from outside yourself and you give yourself that message, it lands in a different way that really affects you differently. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm so, curious, but what else do you experience with the meditation? Um, I mean, I think like... It felt, I mean, I guess like I have a probably a skewed perspective because I'm also like, I know, I know that I have to like snap back into like the present moment. It's not like, mm -hmm. it's like, like obviously mm -hmm. we're like live on this interview. I know I have like all these other things to do after. So mm -hmm. I'm not like in a space mm -hmm. where I'm like, oh, I can just relax. Get that's okay because everybody you know like yes we're live in an interview but also that's kind of life you know what i mean like you're meditating but probably because something there's things going on that are urgent and it's okay yeah. to sit in the meditation and have those thoughts you know that's the that's but you just keep bringing yourself back to the guided what i'm saying and back to the guided thoughts and keep bringing yourself back to the breath and the more that you do that is the more you will train your mind to step outside of those thoughts so that you can then pick which thoughts serve you as opposed to just be dragged by your thoughts you know what I mean 
Yeah. And I think that's really powerful. And I'm glad that you said that just to like reflect back because I think oftentimes when we are really busy and we're stressed, like it, it almost feels like taking three, four minutes to do a guided meditation feels more stressful because we, or I don't know, at least is how I think. No, everybody feels that way. <laughs> yeah. I don't have four minutes to think about all the things that I have to do. Like I just, it's so, it can be such a big step to just take that space for ourselves. But I've all, I've often noticed though, when I do do these meditations, like I usually do them in the morning or at night. Um, but if I ever do a midday one, then I feel so much more charged up for the day because I gave myself four minutes of inner peace. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, wrapping up, I have like, um, a few little final questions, but just on that topic, like, why do you think it is so hard for us to be alone with our thoughts? Like what, is there a fear? Do people fear meditation because they don't want to be alone with themselves? Like, what is it really coming down to? It comes back to the same thing as anxiety. You're not able to separate from your thoughts. So your thoughts are dragging you around. And they're battering you up if you have anxiety because you're thinking a lot of thoughts that are hard on you. They affect your self-confidence. They affect, like, make you sad. They're, they're mean thoughts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you don't learn how to separate, like, if you see a baby, you can tell a baby is separated from their thoughts. But as we grow older and form an identity and we get like involved in this world, we become, we don't recognize that we can have a thought without being like the clouds. Like you can just watch the clouds go by. You know what I mean? So the reason why like it's hard to meditate is because all the thoughts will bombard you at once. But the thing is, if you do, and, 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 and I'm saying this like in a way that you have to find a meditation that suits you, right? You can't make yourself do something you don't like. Um, um, and because that's, that's what I do for myself, even for this program, like I'm a very undisciplined person. I don't naturally just do something because I have to. So I've had to find ways of making myself want to do them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that practice, like, and just knowing going into it that that's going to be the case, but you're just going to constantly come back to, um, the, what the person is saying, it starts to feel a little freeing not to be so um, a prisoner of your thoughts. And the more that you get that sense of freedom, you're like, hey, I want to get free from my thoughts. I want to be the boss around here in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then it was like, for me, like I crave meditation now. I never thought I would. Because like I said, for 20 years, I was like, it was like the wor- most painful thing for me. But now like that I found a way to integrate it in my life that feels good. It's been, you know, such an important thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, do you feel like there's any spiritual or like, I don't know how woo you are, but like, um, like a soul contract or something that like, do you feel like any of that fits in? With meditation or with what I do or what you mean? Like with, with people who have anxiety or people who have like these, um, destructive thought patterns I guess that's kind of two different things but um it's that's a tough question to answer I think that every person on earth is here as a spiritual being I'm a pretty woo person but I'm also very like crossover so I mean like people say that my my book is spirituality for typeies (laughs) you know Mm. um and so like I I think every my, my biggest belief is that every single person is here for a reason and you have had the life experience that you have and you have had the struggles that you've had and everything about you the good things about you the bad the things that you consider bad 
your challenges, your the parents that you've had, the school, everything that has happened to you in your life is for a reason. And once you tap into that, like it will all make sense. And that will also ease a lot of the anxiety that you have. Cause then you'll feel like what you're doing with your life is the right thing. You know, like connecting to meaningful work is such an important part of that. And that's why my anxiety got so bad at that point in my life. Cause I was in a job that wasn't what I was meant to do. Yeah. Um, so I think that everybody's a spiritual being, but I do think that people who have a lot of thoughts um, and let me tell, let me put it this way. I think for myself, my anxiety was really bad because I'm particularly creative. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you can use a situation and you can come up with all kinds of things that could be true. Do you know what I mean? Or for, for people with anxiety, they're pretty intelligent. They have a way of like seeing millions of possibilities in a situation. But you, with anxiety, you're doing it in a negative way towards yourself. Like the idea that, and what I want for people is to do it in a way that is positive about the world and your life. And you want, cause you have that capability. You're just using it against you instead of for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's such yeah. a great way of looking at it. Um, kind of seeing like the strength and the, the weakness. I say this with air quotes for yeah. those who can't see us. <laughs> <laughs> so Crystal, you have a book called Anxiety, Anxiety. Is that how you say it? So my book is called, What the Hell Am I Supposed to Do With My Life? And right. Sorry. <laughs> no. It's called. And my program is called Anxiety from Anxiety. But the best way to like see everything I do is on my website, which is crystalchong.com. K-R-Y-S-T-A-L-C-H-O-N-G.com. But also I love to connect with people who want to explore this conversation because I like meeting people who are on this journey. It just, I, it just gives me life. So I would love if you want to know more to just reach out to me on Instagram, Crystal Chong, K-R-Y-S-T-A-L-C-H-O-N-G. Please don't feel shy. You could just say, hi, I met you through Brittany, and that's all you need to say, and I'll take it from there. <laughs> yeah, and, and those for, like, what I love, the reason why I wanted to make this an interactive podcast is because I'm an avid podcast listener, and I always have moments where I'm like, oh yeah, like I wish I could like join in the conversation, but it's like not live. So like come and find us on social media, come in the Facebook group, come on Instagram, Facebook, wherever, and message us, let us know like what resonated, what breakthroughs yeah. you have, what questions you have. Questions. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so cool. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, one last, if you, in closing final words, what would you say to someone who has anxiety they're ready to take control of their life but they don't know if it's possible for them like they're thinking like can this really work for me like what would you say to them in reach final? out to me reach out to me let's have that conversation message me on instagram i want to have that conversation with you because there's no simple answer and it depends on why you're thinking that i need to understand it depends on your life situation but i know for a fact that that is not true i just need to be able to have that conversation with you based on what you're thinking yeah Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brand Interrupted Podcast. I so appreciate you and your time. And to show that appreciation, I want to give you a free gift. Head over to untamedrevolution.com forward slash gift to get instant access to my free three-part Audaciously You on Camera video series, a step-by-step -step on how to share your story, craft your core message, master your energy, infuse your personality, and boost your charisma on camera so you can amplify your impact with video and turn viewers into dream clients. 
And if you've enjoyed listening to this episode, don't forget to head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating. Until next time, bisous from Paris. Ciao, ciao.